Hello and welcome to the Grid Podcast. Uh, we are back in our first podcast of 2024. Uh, we're, and today we're going to do a look back uh, at 2023 and all the change in the world of grid connections. Uh, so this is a great podcast, uh, your podcast about our electricity networks and their role at the heart of our transition to net zero. Uh, I'm Brian, uh, hosting today as per usual, uh, joined with David McDonald. Hi, good to be back. 2024, here we go. Yeah, uh, so we were sitting down to think of topics for 2024 uh, and basically uh, we thought it would be good to reflect on what was a fairly hectic 2023 in the world of all things grid. Uh, and uh, we'll share some stuff on our, our website that accompanies this podcast as well. Um, um, if you're watching the YouTube video, um, we'll hopefully have some uh, snazzy uh, graphics post-edit as well. Um, just because there's so much here. Uh, yeah, you, you kind of need it on a page almost. Um, so we're going to look back at 2023 uh, and all basically the big changes that were happening in the world of grid, particularly around if if you're trying to connect kind of energy transition projects, whether it be industrial electrification projects, EV charging, renewables, uh, batteries, uh, and well, batteries are going to feature heavily uh, in what we talk about. Yeah, it's the first year that you're really seeing that influence and massive, you're seeing it in policy as well. Massive scale and and batteries are not only impacting our grid in terms of if you're a battery developer trying to connect batteries, they are having an impact across connecting just about anything else, whether it be housing developments, uh, you know, EV charging, everything else. So, um, th- there's a there is a bit of a theme of batteries. Batteries probably was the one of the buzzwords for 2023. Uh, and as we get into it, a few of the other buzzwords you'll see here is um, uh, open letters and. Uh, Plans, five-point plans. A lot of working groups. Working groups as well. Five-point plans, three-point plans. Um, There's a lot of those as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll crack into it. We'll do a bit of an overview and just sort of walk through the year, very high level, just checking in on all the different kind of things that changed and the different announcements and plans and everything else throughout the year. Uh, And then we'll just have a bit of a summary around uh, some thoughts on it. Yep. And a bit of a what we think might be the big kind of topics or fallout of that into twenty twenty four as well. Yeah, and some of the outworkings of it, isn't it? It's a it's a bit of a theoretical year, and you know, in terms of policy, I think we'll start to see that all playing through. Then, yeah, I think when we go through this, I think if when we're summing up at the end, I'm gonna second guess that my summary is gonna be that twenty twenty three was really a year of planning, discussing, working groups. And I really hope that 2024 is now a year for action and yep. actually getting stuff done. Let, let, let's see. Let's see where we're at by the end of this podcast. Okay, so hopefully if you are watching on YouTube, you, you will now be looking at a, uh, a slide called 2023 Summary, setting out a calendar of the year and a summary of some of the key um, happenings throughout the year, really. Um, so just to, to walk anybody who's not looking at it on YouTube, uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, to walk you through it then. Um, so February, we had the update to engineering recommendation P2, P2 bar 8. Uh, we're not going to get too technical on that, but that's really a lot of the planning standards, security of supply standards that DNOs consider when they're looking at your connection. So that can have a huge impact on the cost of your connection. Uh, yep. No matter what you're connecting to the grid, that can have a massive uh, financial impact on a, an energy transition project. Or where you might want to connect as well. Or, or, or where, where it might even be possible yep. to connect. And uh, we'll, we'll come back and, and touch on that in a little bit more and, and a bit of a look forward to P2 bar 9. Um, 
Uh, then the ESO launched their five-point plan, and interestingly, before talking about the five-point plan, um, you'll notice that if you go onto National Grid ESO's website now, National Grid isn't mentioned on there. Yep. They are the ESO now, uh, and that we'll touch on that later. That all about the the FSO, the Future System Operator. Uh, they launched their five-point plan back around March time. Again, we'll we'll step into some of the things that were on that. And alongside that, the ENA Strategic Connections Group uh, issued an open letter to Offgem as well. And I think there was four points and four or five points in that. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'll come back to that as well. Uh, and then in April, we had the implementation of sig- significant code review, uh, which we did a podcast on uh, probably. Well, it probably was April last year. Yeah, and around that. Uh, when it came out, and that was all about uh, two things really: um, changes to how DNOs would charge for reinforcement to connecting customers, i.e., shouldering a lot of the reinforcement costs, and then also some rules and regulations around flexible connections. And well, effectively, in a nutshell, it's turned out pretty much as per we expected expect yeah. in yeah. our podcast. So uh, at the time, a lot of people were thinking, "Oh, this is a magic bullet." All our troubles are solved. And free connections. Free connections. Reinforcements are, are being paid for. And as we discussed at the time, we had a fairly good idea that wasn't going to be the way it would play yep. out. And it's played out pretty much as we thought. Um, so I would recommend going back and listening to that podcast. It's not all that straightforward. As expected, it's created a lot more complexity in the connections world. Um, you know, There may be a cheaper connection option now, but it might take five, six years Whereas there may be one that's slightly more expensive, but you could get it completed in, in one or two years or, or six months or whatever. So it's given a lot more optionality if you are developing a new project uh, and adding complexity there. But o- overall, a good thing. Uh, yep. Um, all, albeit, I'll, well, I think it comes up in one of the, the later things later in, in the calendar, but the flexible uh, connection regulation maybe wasn't so, so great, um, but we'll probably come back to that. The ENA... Launched a three-point plan then in March, in April after the ESO's five-point plan in March. And then uh, an under-the-radar one, uh, G100, uh, was updated to version two uh, in April as well. And that's the uh, regulation that kind of governs the, it's the technicalities if you're not exporting to the grid or you're limiting your export to the grid. So uh, we referenced G100 in our Behind the Meter uh, podcast, podcast yep. when we were talking about connecting generation uh, into like an existing industrial site or an existing demand site, even if you're not exporting to the grid, there's still a lot of grid impact in terms of fault level and harmonics and other stuff yep. to look out for. And G100 is the kind of technical policy about how you limit that. Uh, I would say exp- it's got bigger, has it? Yeah, um, I, I can't. Re- the original G100 was something like I don't know twenty pages. Thirty pages I had in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and now it's been updated to like a hundred or I'm not. Don't quote me in exact figures. It's got a lot bigger and a lot more complicated. Yeah basically to allow for how different technologies have like different technical parameters. A general theme of the, the policy discussions that we have, isn't it, is that things are getting bigger and more complicated, I think, in general. I think I think that's a general theme yeah. of, of all this move is um, things are just generally getting more complex, but you kind of expect that as the Well, grid, it's the only way it's going to have to be. Like, it's the way it's going to have to be. As the grid gets more yep. complex, a lot of these things are reflecting that. Uh, and then we move on to May. Um, Offgem set out an open letter on the connection process reform, having you know sort of in response to the ESO's five point plan and, and DNA, a three point plan, uh, basically kind of agreeing with the theme of uh, we need to speed up connections and, and we need to sort this stuff out. 
Uh, in June then, um, National Grid came out with uh, removing the kind of non-critical enabling works uh, for energy storage connections. So effectively saying, we're going to try and speed up large-scale battery connections by uh, not having them wait on the upstream works. So if there's a physical wire to get from the battery to the grid, you need to do that. But the upstream works, will let them connect on a non-firm sure. basis. Yep. Uh, and it's if back something... to that flexible question again, isn't it? Yeah, and probably won't be the first time we mention the words firm and non-firm in this podcast because yeah. th- they also feature heavily throughout, and we'll come back and explain that. Uh, just a minor point, the uh, embedded capacity registers, they, they lowered their thresholds to, to 50 kilowatts from megawatts, so you can see a lot more granularity in all the generation uh, connected to the grid. Uh, July then uh, was sort of kicking off uh, discussions on technical limits, Um I can't remember if this was when they were implemented or when the expressions of interest opened. Either way, technical limits started to come in in July and have been phased in throughout the throughout the rest of 2023. And effectively, that was an initiative where uh, the DNOs were pushing to say, look, we need to do something. We need to start getting our customers connected. Uh, and they uh, basically got an agreement with National Grid to sort of say, well, look, you've given us headroom for all the stuff that's was in the queue historically. Like, let us just use that headroom. We, we'll manage our connection queues at each of our grid supply points. And, you know, we can kick out some of the old uh, connections that have been moving. We'll move our, shuffle our queues around, get people sped up uh, and and connect those that are ready to connect. And we have um, seen a bit of progress in that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. yep. So definitely seeing um, there was like the first batch of GSPs um, uh, published uh, across a few different DNO areas. Um, and projects within those are, are starting to sort of receive letters and, and start to get moving. So I don't think anybody has connected yet under yeah. technical limits, but but certainly um, there's... Some, wheels in motion at least. Wheels in motion is yeah. right. And that's split into, there's a couple of phases, you know, there's kind of the, the easier ones to begin with. And then there's like another phase if, if there's fault level issues at the GSP or if there's two multi-users at the GSP, yeah, okay. if there's more than one DNO or um, they're in like the, the, the later phases of that. Uh, then in August, we had the Windsor report issued, um, which maybe touch on a bit of detail, but largely speaking, uh, touched on the future system operator, a lot of stuff around planning, planning. consents yep. for the big new transmission infrastructure that we'll, we're going to need. Um, and and that more kind of high level governance type stuff that you would expect and from I think a government, government level report. You can kind of see here in all of this, and we'll go on to, you'll see the next stages of these things, but you can kind of see them um, progressing in that way, so you can kind of see, like, here's the industry recommendation, here's the ESO recommendation, here, you know, here's the support from Ofgem, here's now a Weisner report in terms of planning, and then you know there'll be stuff we'll touch on shortly. You can kind of see it just growing and building in terms of like everybody's going the same direction, which is probably I'm not saying a first, but it feels like we're all on the same page for once. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. You know, uh, obviously the some of the criticism from people trying to get projects connected and off the ground will be it's maybe not happening fast enough for them. But I I genuinely think if you were comparing the UK dollar countries across the world, you you probably find that there's there's a lot of momentum here. There's a lot of joined up thinking, as you were saying. Um, You know, like when I was talking about the ESO's five-point plan, ENA's three-point plan, and then off gems, you know, a lot of that all had the same kind of theme behind it and, and the same goals and aims. So... I think as you say that, you know, the proof of the pudding will be in the eating and all that good stuff, like 2024 year of action as opposed to year of consulting. Yeah. Um, I think that's where we, you know, that's where we need to see it out working. We can't be slow. 
and and implementing some of this stuff. I think I think that's probably right. Um, August as well. Then uh, Offgem launched a consultation in the LTDS, and that that's a long term development statement. So it's all about how DNOs publish their data. Uh, so again, lots of kind of some new stuff in around that. Uh, September we had the Prime Minister's speech on Net Zero again, just reinforcing some yeah. of that stuff Bam. around. And we're going to move away from first come first serve grid connections process, and you know, quite uh, significant connection reform. And again, it's yeah, and that's a new first ready first served. Is that the kind of new term that, that they're going to? That's rough. I think that's yeah. I think that's the term they've coined. Um, and and then obviously, yeah, for for us involved in in all things grid, it's not often um, it gets kind of airtime at, at prime minister level. So um, uh, yeah, it just shows you how significant all this is becoming. Yep. And then at the same time, we had the National Grid Connection Strategy, uh, and we'll come back to that as well. But a lot of that is around uh, publishing data. They're talking about publishing more geospatial data on their connection queues and, and stuff like that, which should be really useful, actually. Uh, and there's some stuff around trying to speed up connections and, and everything else. And in October, uh, Energy Act got royal assent. So that is the piece of legislation that, that sets out the FSO, the Future System Operator, uh, and I think basically sets out that the ESO, National Grid ESO, uh, should transition into so government, government ownership, ownership. government yep. ownership at, so, at some point in 2024. And as I said earlier, it's interesting, like the branding of National Grid's already off their yep. website. You know, that they're clearly already uh, ready in themselves for that tra uh, transition. Uh, and then November actually uh, was a busy month. Um so we had Offgem and Desnez's connection action plan. So Desnez being the old Bay's um, uh, government department. So uh, the government department that sort of sits above Offgem. So they both released connections, the connections action plan in November. We had a transmission acceleration action plan uh, as well. Um, public charge point regulations come into play as well. Yep. So around uptime for EV public charging, um, which is interesting as well. And then we also had Offgem approving uh, powers to end National Grid to terminate uh, people in the queue. So again, as part of uh, National Grid's uh, action plan, uh, a big part of that was to try and whittle out all these speculative projects, implement milestones, and actually force spec you know projects that aren't moving, get them out of the queue. So, we touched on that that last year in the podcast, didn't we as well? Yeah. And like the capacity crunch or whatever, you know, yeah. transmission being gummed up. Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, that's actually come through and been rubber stamped by Offgem as well. Um, so, yeah, just to um, we'll maybe touch in on a couple of these quickly, but I, I think there's probably a lot to just step there's back. so much there. There really is. I think it's it's having a, a a quick overview. I think, and then you know where we think we're going. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think probably for this podcast, probably the overview is just enough to take in. As I say, um, we'll we'll publish a bit of a a roadmap of this on on the website or, or on the youtube along with the podcast just to give people a summary it's a good kind of calendar of events if you're kind of looking to try and trace back well what was going on last year or, or trying to pick something out um the one thing um that's not on there actually uh there was also a lot of work on p28 around voltage, voltage change. change um again that's another one we expect to see some stuff in 2024 that's quite um, important for batteries as well. And that, that's really to do with how quickly they come on and off and the effect that they have on voltage, really, isn't it? Voltage swing, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I did say at the start, sorry, we, we did say that you know batteries would feature heavily, heavily and I probably didn't pull that out, but in, in a, lot of, a lot of those action plans focused around 
the network modeling for batteries? Well, you know, having been an 11 kV planner probably, don't want to say, 20 years ago I think it is now, um, it's going to be a bit of a, it's a pretty complex world now that you're living in. Um, before it, it was quite a straightforward, was too strong a word, but like, a, you know, you had, a, you had standard rules and I think the way everything's going, everything's going to have to be flexibly connected. Um, you know, I think it, it's just a, it's a whole different ballgame now how the network runs and that's what we need to do to utilize the network to the best of its yeah. ability and as long as everybody knows their, you know, how they're connected and the connection arrangements they have, there shouldn't be a problem. Um, it's just the, the guy that has to do the 11 kV study might have a bit more of a headache, um, yeah. but that's that, that's the world we're in. So yeah, so um, obviously we have National Grid taking a different approach to modeling batteries at transmission level, uh, assuming higher attrition rates, um, you know, assuming less owners, you know, the battery's not important at max import times, things like that. Uh, we've then got the, the DNOs looking at the likes of P28 and standardizing how they do the technical voltage swings for batteries. And as well, we have the, uh, sorry, when I said P28 there, that was P28. We've got P2 bar oh, yeah. eight moving to P2 bar nine at some point in 2024, looking at uh, how DNOs model batteries on their networks. So I think one of the big changes there in the, the P2 bar nine is, is probably that bit around what you have to include in group demand. I think batteries are going to hopefully be stripped out of that. So that'll, that'll make a huge difference in terms of hopefully freeing up capacity. Yeah, um, yeah well, if you ask me one of the, the kind of big things for 2024, we are seeing so the DNOs um, have allocated firm import capacity, and I use that word firm, it's it's getting quite contingent in the industry. But anyway, um, which is now blocking uh, the likes of EV charging or industrial or even housing sites getting connected from the grid, which is not a good news story. You know, battery developers do not want to be there. They want to be seen as part of the solution uh, to grid congestion, yep. but the way the capacity has been allocated to them is causing further uh, congestion at distribution level. It really is the DNOs getting up to speed with how you should actually model a battery. Uh, and I suppose some of the, you know, if you go back a bit of the legal ramification of how it's, you know, what's in the connection agreement, what are people entitled to, yeah. but all that, all that element. But it now is up, you know, it now feels like it's getting up to speed, and that that should hopefully then release. Capacity, capacity, yeah, ex exactly. So no, I, I'm seeing quite a few projects where currently held back because there is not, there's no upstream capacity on either the DNO's network or the transmission system operators network. But hopefully, with the revised modeling rules that both National Grid, well, or the ESO, I should be calling them, uh, are bringing in, and then hopefully we'll see that kind of update to, on P2 bar nine to allow the DNO's to do the same. Uh, should release a lot of capacity across the the country, um, and hopefully unlock a lot of like EV charging, industrial electrification, and, yep. and large scale housing projects as well. Um, so that that's probably one of the key things, uh, kind of that I'm interested in uh, for 2024. Um, you know, obviously all that transmission um, reform really to kind of you know removing speculative projects, you know, accelerating uh, ones that are there just changing the whole model and emphasis that's all going to be impactful again that's all going to take a while for um for national grid yeah, to work through as well and, and the industry to get its head around and you know i think that there'll be challenges in that no doubt uh, in terms of some of the legislation that's available tell them to apply and the approval of that and then well how's that going to work for my project or how does it not work for my project all those things will be asked but 
it's the right way to go. And it's the stuff that we've we've been calling for as an industry, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of stuff for um, project developers to take account of here because as things get more complex, there's more risk um, with our connection and, and things like that as well. So yeah. And um, has there been any update just around that um, sort of curtailment modeling as well? What's the what's the crack, crack uh, there? Yeah, that? so I mentioned on the SCR, um, they off-gem regulate it for flexible connections, which was good, um, and base, but basically set out that you know, kind of trying to standardize across all the DNOs how they offer flexible uh, connections. Um, but effectively then it went to, I think, Dacuza to come up yeah. with a, a Dacuza mod or, or, or whatever um, to, to basically put that, codify how they would do that. Uh, and, and effectively, I think that ended up having to be, you know, they had quite a tight time frame. Off-Gem gave them a, a notice quite late in the day. They had a couple of months or whatever. Um, so the way that's been set up is, it's really onerous, like you know, well, really conservative. You know, if if the curtailment in reality is actually like five percent, the methodology that actually is set out in the codes probably calculates it at like fifty percent. So um, it's not really meaningful to, to anybody, really. Yeah. Um, uh, so so yeah, I think I think that needs modified in in some shape or form. Yeah. Well, that would be my opinion on it. Well, it feels very conservative, doesn't it? In terms, but and you can understand that because there is. You know, well, there's well, you have to stand over that kind of mod yeah, now, don't and, you? And that and that study as well. And I know, I know some of the DNOs have been frustrated by this too. So I actually think, I think there's a live consultation from UKPN at the minute on on okay. curtailment assessments uh, to do with curtailment modeling and everything else. So I know the DNOs have have recognized like because they like the algorithm in the code Dakuza, like it it does not calculate curtailment right. You know that the algorithm isn't right. Yeah, like it just clearly doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Um, you know, it ignores certain constraints that you should be in, including all sorts of things, without going down a rabbit hole. Um, so to be fair, again, I think we've seen some action on that in a way. For, uh, I know certainly UKPN. I'm aware of there may well be other DNOs looking at how they how they can do that in a better way as well. Because that'll um, be a step forward too. Because I mean, people, you know, the whole point of that is to inform people. At, and it's not to be to the nth degree of well, actually, I, I was at seven point one percent curtailment, and you told me it was going to be five. You know, it, it, it's an it's an, it's kind of in bands, isn't it? It's like how risky is this project, and and you need a realistic view of that as opposed yeah. to a conservative one. Yeah. Um. Well, look, we might uh, come back in part two of the podcast and jump into some of these things just in a little bit more detail just to set out some of the content but uh, I think maybe to wrap up in terms of part one uh, let's let's maybe pick three summary points out of it so I think uh, number one for me is the stuff around battery modeling um, so obviously we've seen National Grid set out their stall they're trying to get that changed uh, and I'm hoping the DNOs will uh, update how they're doing things so I know that the DNOs have said any new uh, battery connections is going to be on a non-firm basis for the import capacity, um, but I really would like to see the change to P2-9 uh, come in uh, so that we can retrospectively remove batteries out of out of modeling for, for other demand projects to proceed. Um, that's one for me. Um, I suppose second big one will be interesting to see how the whole FSO transition works out, the, the future system operator. Yeah. Um, because they they do have a hand in pretty much everything here. You know, distribution connections are all reliant on them now. Um, they obviously have a massive say in pretty much everything that goes on in, in the system. Uh, and your third one, third one. Um, 
what, what will any for you stand out, David? Well, for me, it's maybe more just that I think, you know, we always try to give a very balanced view in this podcast, I hope. Um, but for me, it is that we're on, we are on the right trajectory. Um, everybody is together. You know, you're seeing all the people line up, the, the, D, the DNOs, you know, um, National Grid, you're seeing Ofgem come in behind it, you're seeing a Prime Minister speech, you're seeing Royal Ascent of the Energy Act. It just feels like we, you know, we are on this journey. We have a lot to do uh, to get to net zero, but you can see the energy behind that. Um, no pun intended there, actually. Yeah. But there is there is that energy to push on. Um, you know, next year is going to be an interesting year, uh, politically probably too. So we'll not pass any comment on that. But just in terms of this, this stuff is going to form part of that whole you know campaign and and where we go and and where where how are we recovering the UK economy and you know hopefully the stuff that we've already seen here can really look to to do that and and provide a a boost for us. Yeah, so that's everything for part one of this podcast. Um, we'll come back in part two and we'll just uh, delve into some of those key um, events from 2023 in a little bit more detail to just give you a bit more flavour of what was in some of those five-point plans, three-point plans, uh, strategies and, and, and speeches. Um, and again, look, if you're you're listening and there's a particular thing you want to hear about more of and that and that look forward and, and, and what we, we present back, tell you, give us a shout, drop us a note on the... Uh, and the only thing I know for definite is we will not have everything covered in this. Like there was a lot of stuff in 2023. So do feel free to point out to us, like if there's anything key that you think we've missed that you'd like to summarize, comment on. Uh, and yeah, um, do, do do feel free to reach out. Um, so yeah, we'll just wrap it up there. We'll come back in part two, but uh, do subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts uh, to look out for part two. And we will be back shortly. See you again. Thanks. Cheers.